huge Lola Bradbury. I can't make it to the phone right now, but at the beep, you know what to do. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Benjamin C. Steele. This is the One Step Forward podcast. I am coming uh, at you. Wait, whoa. Recorded. Wait. Uh, oh. No, this, uh, this isn't the First Step Forward podcast. This is the Rye Strong podcast, the one that I had invited you on, not the other way around. Oh, oh that's 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 totally my bad. Um, uh, that's just that's just 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 when I get in this podcast mode, I got to. You know, take credit for there. everything. But anyways, as always, I, Lola Bradbury, and your host for the hashtag Rise Strong podcast. You can find Rise Wrestling on all formats of social media on Facebook at Rise Wrestling with a Y and Twitter and Instagram at Rise with a Y underscore wrestling. Thank you to Sorgatron Media and IndieWrestling.us for hosting this confusing awesome, great wrestling podcast. But as you heard previously, uh, my guest is the one and only Regina George of Rise, an okay manager, I guess. Sometimes he's a pain in my side. Benjamin C. Steele. I am the greatest manager the area has ever seen. I am the most tremendous co-host of all time. I am on the Twitter at 1SF Podcast. I am on Instagram, BC underscore Steele. And I am not wearing pants right now. Oh, for Anyways, I was going to ask you to plug your stuff later, but since we've gotten that out of the way, we have a lot of stuff to talk about to kind of recap what's been going on in Rise so far here in 2019. Absolutely. I mean, just the title picture alone has got a lot of people talking, got a lot of people with their sights set on different things, and it really it starts at the top with the Rise Grand Championship. Yeah, exactly, and Rise is technically, uh, as of 2019 in January, well, technically December, January, has been flipped on its head a little bit. Like you said, the, the Grand Championship picture has completely changed, um, and so is the landscape of Rise Wrestling with the interference of Grindhouse, which we'll get into later. But as of February this year, Derek Direction is our new grand champion. Which, uh, much to the chagrin of one Marcus Mann, which I can tell you uh, the look on his nerdy little face when he's unhappy uh, just makes me, it, it just brings, you know, goodness and warmth to my soul. Something that doesn't bring warmth and goodness to many people is Shirley Doe, obviously aligning himself with Derek Direction. And Shirley Doe is the man responsible for Derek Direction being the grand champion. Hiding under the the ring, under the apron, prevented Reaper from getting back into the ring. And Derek Direction and Shirley Doe, the Grindhouse, makes for some uh, interesting, strange bedfellows. But it does have Derek Direction as the grand champion. Like one thing, I don't understand. What does everyone have against Marcus Man? He's a cool dude. Anyway, I'm not going to let you get to that because I know <laughs> you go on forever. <laughs> and like, it, it's so complicated because obviously we know what Grindhouse and Shirley Doe are capable of. I've experienced that way too much firsthand what Shirley Doe and Grindhouse, especially Christian Noir, um, is capable of. And Derek Direction aligning himself with the toxic, scary Shirley Doe makes Derek Direction's personality at just ego that much more horrific and infinitely bad all around. Well, it's definitely bad for anybody that gets in their way. Uh, in this case, we've seen Matt Connard in the way. We've seen uh, Lee Moriarty get in the way. Uh, Derek Direction pinned Lee Moriarty, and he, they have a history. Derek Direction, I guess you would say this, Marcus would say this, other people might say that Derek had originally uh, <clears throat> stolen the title, well, but yeah. as as I understand it, with, with great legal minds like David Lawless, he has told me that, that possession is nine-tenths of the law. So uh, Derek Direction 
certainly the deserving grand champion, and now officially the grand champion. Isn't it just great how things work out like that? I, I mean, circumstances given, and like you said, Derek Direction has a lot of history with a lot of people within Rise Wrestling, especially Lee Moriarty. During Lee's first grand championship reign, he had stolen and attacked Lee to get the belt he felt like he deserved, and at the time, and I still kind of stand by this, he hasn't necessarily deserved it because he hasn't proven himself as that locker room leader however he has proven that he does know how to pick teams hasn't proven himself what's got a bug in your bonnet what did Derek direction ever do to anybody he constantly proves himself as a locker room leader as a man that you can follow and as a man that quite frankly in the world of professional wrestling as dark and desolate as it can be Derek Direction is a shining light of hope and of goodness. You really need to listen to me a lot more. Uh, That's debatable. Anyways, as far as the Grand Championship goes, we have a huge event coming up. The Rise Challenge of a Champion Championship match. So, the Grand Champion himself, Derek Direction, Lee Moriarty, London Ali, Pretty Boy Smooth, and a wildcard spot that's yet to be determined. And I will say that, you know, with the rules of this match... Derek's a little bit in trouble. Do you want to explain to the people what the rules rules are? There we go. Well, the rules are going to be very simple. There are two competitors in the ring. The remaining four must remain on the apron. Competitors must be tagged in to be legal. There is no disqualification, no countout. And elimination is only by pinfall or submission. And there is a wild card, as you had mentioned. And it's either going to be Jinx, who should not be allowed around sharp objects or things that can be lit on fire. And Mambo Italiano, the man that puts the international in Golden Chic International. If the people had seen this, I just want to point this out. Jinx and I had agreed on something. Uh, Marcus accused me of chicanery and shenanigans and hogwash. When aren't you committing any of those things? Well, that's that's neither here nor there. That court case... was thrown out. Thank you very much. Again, assist to the gavel lawless. So appreciate that there. But this is going to be interesting because we know who my money's on and we know who's going to who's going to be that man in that challenge of a champion scramble match. And could you imagine not taking anything away from Jinx because one, she is a hell of a competitor. Two, she terrifies me. And three, she once threatened to light me on fire. But all that aside, how great is it going to be that we can say Mambo Italiano could be and for my money, will be the Rise Grand Champion, and it'll be the Rise International Grand Champion, because as you know this, and hopefully the people do too, Mambo Italiano is the pride of Italy. And obviously you're going to pick Team Golden Cheek International all the way, which is all well and good, but we can't count out the other competitors, especially the newcomer, technically newcomer to Rise Wrestling, Pretty Boy Smooth. He made his debut during the Rise two-year anniversary show, and he has made a huge impression and a tall impression. I would know that because I constantly have to stand on a chair while speaking to him and interviewing him. He's undefeated here in Rise. He's been undefeated here for three months since the anniversary show. He has previously defeated Derek Direction before his grand championship reign. Not to mention Jinx has also defeated Derek Direction before the championship as well. Well, You've got an interesting uh, mix and match in this. Derek Direction, quite frankly, is a little bit behind the eight ball. He's going to be taking on, we mentioned Lee Moriarty. We know he's going to be taking on London Ali. We know he's going to be taking on, we've got Matt Connor. We've got Pretty Boy Smooth. We've got Jinx or Mambo. And by the way, you can see these graphics at Rise underscore Wrestling. Boom! Another plug. But anyway, he's got a bunch of different styles. Derek Direction is, is his own man. He knows who he's going up against. But you can't prepare for a guy like Lee and a guy like Connard, and 
uh, a woman like London and PB Smooth. And you also have to contend with either Jinx or Mambo Italiano. And uh, let's just say that uh, I will be there to certainly check things out as well. So he's got a lot to worry about. I think if I were advising the man going into this matchup, he's really got to take it one competitor at a time. He's got to kind of play the board, if you will, uh, to use a, a drafting terminology, as it comes to you. You can't get in there and try and be five, six, seven, eight moves ahead of your opponents, or else he's going to get eliminated quickly, and that doesn't serve well for him. It doesn't serve well for Grindhouse. It doesn't serve well for all of Rise, because if they don't have the championship, quite frankly, I, uh, I, I fear for all of our safety. Technically, the Grand Championship is not safe in the hands of Derek Direction for many reasons. However, you know, I spoke with her after she defeated Lee Moriarty to qualify in the Grand Challenge of a Championship match, London Ali. And I spoke to her and she said, you know, she wants to make the Rise Grand Championship relevant again. And alongside, you know, women like Honey Badger and Jinx, they have, you know, proven themselves as just equal players as far as climbing the ladder to reach the Grand Championship. And I will say, speaking of Grindhouse, Lee Moriarty got misted in the face. So technically, she didn't cheat. I will I will stand up for her on that side. And it just, we have such a fantastic mix of personalities and styles in this matchup. And I'm just curious to see how it's going to play out. Well, if there's somebody who might have that uh, grand championship on their mantle with more pride than anybody else, it might be London Ali. She wants to prove something. Not only to those on Rise, but to the wrestling world as a whole, not just in the Pittsburgh area. So it's it's certainly going to be an interesting mix match of styles, as I said. But I think you're going to see a few things out of here. A match like this is where somebody can step up and say, "Hey, if you didn't have your eyes on me before, you definitely have to now." And let's let's we can talk about it. Quality. We can talk about everything. London Ali and Jinx and Mambo. Everybody in this match is deserving, or potentially in this match, I should say, with Jinx and Mambo, potentially certainly deserving uh this is actually mambo we have a late breaking news story hold on one second let me just answer this bad boy and yes hello mambo yes uh, we uh, we actually are recording the podcast right now um anything you'd like to say to the people uh, okay uh mambo has stated that he will be in the grand championship match he is going to defeat jinx and he also said that lola badbury should listen to everything that i say there you go. How about that? I, I question that, but I mean, Mambo can't count Jinx out, and I think he has to realize that this is a huge opportunity that shouldn't be squandered or bragged about quite yet before you even win the match. Well, I mean, what some people may call braggadociousness and, and bravado, it's, it's, it's confidence. That's I, the key to life, confidence. I mean, he is Italian, so the accent, maybe he can get away with anything? That's debatable. Well, he's a pretty man. Anyways, I will bring up, Matt Connard had faced Brandon Kay, and he was very, very upset. After he lost the Grand Championship, he wanted to be on a war path, but Brandon Kay was in his way, and he got angry and frustrated, and I don't blame him. However, going into this match, the Reaper Matt Connard is very, very dangerous. Well, certainly, I'm a man that, that managed Matt Connard early on in his his Pittsburgh debut, so to speak, just shortly after that. So I know exactly what he's capable of when he's motivated, but it's a little bit more dangerous when he's angry because a Matt Connard, quite frankly, is always angry, but Matt Connard that can focus that anger, that can channel that anger, everybody should be on notice. We'll just, we'll just say that. And certainly he's got issues with Derek Direction. 
wasn't taking too kindly to Lee when the Grand Championship is what he's focused on, PB Smooth, and whoever, London, Jinx, Mambo, you, me, anybody that gets in Matt Connor's way is certainly in for a rude awakening because he does not stop. I don't even know if the man sleeps. He's always about competition and, and focusing on his goal. Uh, the Grand Championship is going to either stay in the hands of Derek Direction or we can see the landscape change again by a miracle of God. Oh, well, you don't have to call me God. You can just call me BC Steel. You know what? You can call me Sir. Anyways, this is the PG podcast. What's going on with the tag team division? System Elite kind of just surprising all of us. Well, I it hurts me to say this because through unfavorable means and a referee out of position and, and me being accosted when I did nothing wrong, System Elite did defeat, it says in the records books, they defeated Golden Sheik. They defeated Robert Parker Williams and Calvin Couture, uh, obviously managed by myself. But here's the thing that I'm actually impressed with System Elite. I said this, you were there when you interrupted myself and, and Calvin and RPW. You interrupted us and I told you exactly how it was. And it's it's that I saw System Elite step up. A lot of times I felt when adversity came their way, they stepped off, they made an excuse, they complained about it, or maybe they made some kind of joke like, yeah, bro, it's so sick. But they actually stepped up. They did what they had to do. They used that chair to take out Duke. They used that chair to, quite frankly, chop down the big man. They injured his leg. And before Marcus could even restart the match and throw around his power, System Elite ran off. So not only did they step up, but they had a plan. They were smart. I may not like it. Obviously, everybody knows I wanted Golden Sheik to walk out with the Tag Team Championships. But I have to give credit where it's due. System Elite did the smart thing, did the aggressive thing. And in my opinion, that was a long time coming for those two individuals. And, you know... <laughs> I got you flustered again, don't uh, I there, sweetie pumpkin? Wow. As much as I hate to agree with you, has been a long time coming. You know, the main event have cost them so many injuries, cost them so much time out. And I will say, when the main event were off making towns and gaining titles in other companies, Systemly had remained prevalent in Rise Wrestling and established themselves. I was kind of shocked, but at the same time, it's pent-up frustration, it's pent-up anger, and everyone thought that, you know, the finals of the tag team tournament were going to come down to System Elite and the main event. And personally, I thought it was going to be the main event solely based on the fact that of those mind games and being one step ahead. But in this case, System Elite was one step ahead. And before they could even restart the match, they ran off into a getaway car. However, I'm just so... I, I feel for Marcus Mann a little bit because System Elite were his friends. And I will say, also on the opposite side, looking at it from System Elite's point of view, every time that the main event had used underhanded tactics, no one ever restarted the match. So to step in and do something now seems a little bit unfair. And I, I do have to agree on that front. Well, it's nice to hear you agree with me on the Marcus Mann uh, power and the Marcus Mann role and the Marcus Mann existence. I'm not Mann completely existence. agreeing. I'm just saying that. Well, you're, you're, you're kind of completely agreeing. I can see you look up to me. I'm your mentor. I, I hopefully you just call me Sweetie Duncan, so that's debatable, but continue. Well, yeah, that, that, that's slang. Uh, women love that. But one thing I'm interested to see on this, in, in this entire tag team title picture, more specifically with the main event and with System Elite, is the main event is not adept to losing matches. They are two individuals that if you are, are drafting a wrestling company, Duke Davis and Gannon Jones Jr. are going to be first-round picks. There's no doubt about that. And because of that, they, they dominate everybody they go against. It's hard to figure out a strategy against them because they're big, they have power, they're agile, they can change direction, they have speed, 
uh, really any tool that you want to put in a quality professional wrestler, a main eventer, that's what you get. The main event is not only a play on words, but it's what they are. So with them having a loss, it's going to be interesting to see if they can bounce back. We see it in sports all the time. Sometimes a team loses a big matchup and they just can't get back to the big dance. They, it almost it wrecks their confidence. They don't know how to adjust. And it's going to be really, really cool to see how that works out. Can Duke and Gannon rebound? Or did Edric and Ty not only put the main event out of the tag title uh, championship picture, but maybe put them out of the contention altogether? It's going to be very, very interesting to see how that goes with uh, going forward. And I'm sure Marcus Mann is going to whine and complain. I bet Marcus cries. I seriously bet I would be willing to bet you money right now that on uh, April 12th, Marcus sheds a tear. Like, can Hopefully all the people that come to the show can bring Kleenex, can bring a handkerchief, can bring a beach towel, whatever Marcus needs because he's going to cry like a little baby. There, I said it. Wow. <clears throat> First of all, secondly... I, you know, witnessing the main event and what they're capable of. And this can be spoken for if any tag team in their eyes tag team division in or out of contention for the tag team championships proven a lot of the time that the the landscape can adapt and make changes to their game plans. And especially the main event. So I'm curious to see if, like you said, if they can bounce back or if they're just out altogether. And, oh God, as much as this hurts, as much as this pains me, it makes me want to just... I don't know. It makes me feel like I want to like cough up like a hairball or something. We'll talk about Golden Sheik International next. How about that? Oh, yes. You don't have to cough up a hairball with me, my pet. We're going to talk about Golden Sheik International. You know, not only are they the, the snazziest dressers, not only do they have the most class of anybody in Rise, and possibly anybody in this entire area, but, but there's something that they bring, and I don't just say this because I manage them, or because admittedly I live vicariously through Calvin Couture, or Robert Parker Williams is my best friend, or Mambo Italiano is my favorite Italian of all time. I, I don't say it because of this, but Golden Sheik International in any incarnation gets better and better every single time. There's been a lot of great tag teams in the history of professional wrestling, and certainly a lot of great tag teams in the Pittsburgh area. And Golden Sheik International, when it's all said and done, you're going to have to put them on that list. Now, there's a current issue. It has been discussed. Military Intelligence, the team of Drake Braddock and Lewis the Nerd. Don't pick or on whatever Lewis. Noise, whatever noise nerds make. I'm not a nerd, all right? I am cool. I am hip. I know all the cool stuff, like, like on fleek and whatever else kids say when they listen to their stupid music with the face tattoos, whatever. But the, the the issue right now is with military intelligence. That's what Golden Sheik is focused on. And it is, it is quite frankly, disrespect that Lewis has shown myself. It is disrespect that Lewis has shown Golden Sheik International. It is disrespect that Drake has shown myself in Golden Sheik International. And the only Drake I like is the one that was on Degrassi. Okay, first of all, I have respect for what Drake Braddock has done for this country. He stepped up as a man and, and you know, he put his life on the line. Mm -hmm. But getting in there with Golden Sheik International, he's going to put his career on the line. So, I, and, and can I ask you, just let me ask you a quick question here. Um, for the people at home, let, let's review. Uh, what was the first round matchup with uh, Golden Sheik? Who did they take on? Golden Sheik International. Come on. And they took on the team of, come on, they took on military I'll, I'll answer for you military intelligence and who won that matchup to be fair you are deba, the, deba, no, deba. no 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 you are the reason that drake got attacked with a chair in the first place because you had to meddle in his match with zach thomas secondly you got your butt handed to you more times than i can count and because i'm nice i'm not going to make a list and list them off to you right now however drake braddock 
and Lewis are very upset with the current state of their issues with Golden Cheek International. I know we'll speak on their behalf and on the behalf of Franklin the Turtle. Just the fact that I, I will give credit where credit is due. Golden Cheek has shown this new aggressive side that I certainly would not want to mess with. And obviously Calvin doesn't like me very much, which fine. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can sleep the night knowing that. But wait, 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 wait. Neither does Mambo, by the way. Well, uh, and Robert Parker Williams doesn't like it. I, I think you're great. Thank you. Um, at least there's one there. But I will say that Golden Sheik International has constantly proved themselves as competitors not to be overlooked and doubted. And just the fact of, I do have to point this out, you put a, a bounty out on Lewis, which didn't work out exactly how you had originally planned. Lewis ran off with your bounty, with your booty. Um, no pun intended, I guess, if you want to talk like a pirate. I just... I don't blame him, and he did say, you know, I took this not to be a bully, but to prove that you can't buy your friends. And Lewis is absolutely right, and that's technically, if you look in the mirror, that's what you've been doing recently, and that's why you've constantly gotten your butt handed to you. Well, okay, you're you're putting a weird spin on this. Uh, you seem to be some sort of political spin doctor, or, or like you're advocating band. for, for uh, I bet you do. You don't even know who they were. In my day, they were, you know, let's not talk about my day. Let me get back on topic here. Lewis is a bully. First of all, Lewis is the stupidest name I've ever heard. That's one. Number two, that was my money. Well, it was partially Robert Parker Williams' money, but but still, it was, it was Golden Sheik International money. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to buy one of those fancy calculators. Second of all, I made a mistake. I off, I offered the bounty, and I said anybody can step up. The first guy that stepped up was a kid in his first match, and it was Tad Jarvis, Tage, uh, Tage is as the kids say. So Why I, how did you I, call I, him? I, maybe uh, I, you know, I'm in a bad service area, and mm-hmm. and you know, I, I tried to call you, um, and and, and that didn't work. Uh, it said this number has been blocked. You know, bad service. Th- those things oh, happen, I, but you know that happens. But anyways, absolutely. So that's why I just send you Snapchats all day. Um, oh. But can't block me. I can just create an account every single day, sweetie. But anyway, focus with. With with the issue with Lewis and Drake, or excuse me, Lewis and myself, there was a bounty placed on him for a reason. Uh, it, sometimes you have to teach people a lesson. Sometimes you have to give tough love, and that's what I was trying to do with Lewis. But now it's gone beyond that because he stole something from me. He stole money. He stole financial uh, compensation. Now, for me, I can pull out $100 bills all day, every day. I, I've got the jewelry. I've got the style. I've got et cetera, et cetera. We all know the, the the shtick. But this is a little bit more than that because it started with Drake when I was trying to see if I could bring something out of Drake or, or maybe associ- align myself and associate with Zach Thomas. I saw potential in both of them. Drake wasn't willing to do what it took. Boom. Strike on him. And then you had Lewis who not only the fact that he stood across from Robert Parker Williams and Calvin Couture, which is great disrespect, the fact that he stole the money, as I mentioned, just that's another strike. You add all these things up, and it puts military intelligence in a dangerous, dangerous spot. It puts military intelligence solely across from Robert Parker Williams, from Calvin Couture, and with me guiding them, and that is not a spot you want to be in. I am telling you now that military intelligence is in for the fight of their life. Together they've proven they can be fighters. Same can be said for Golden Sheik International. However, let me introduce you to a little friend of mine called Karma. Never heard of her. Well, you you know, you've experienced her firsthand. So I will say don't count military intelligence out. I can't count out Golden Sheik International because I've seen what you're capable of. I've seen what they're capable of, especially recently in 2019. I will say, speaking of Calvin Couture, 
he participated in the most recent Uprise event. And for those of you oh, who well, have... No, come on. But, but you, I, I specifically asked you to not bring that up, and you said... I'm just mm-hmm. doing my job. I'm just doing my <sighs> job. However, for Continue. those... Continue... For those of you who aren't familiar with Uprise, who listen to this podcast, or if you're a new fan to Rise, um, thank you for listening to this podcast. Anyways, um, Uprise is a, a sub-brand of Rise Wrestling to give those wrestlers, men and women, the opportunity who haven't caught that big break yet. And, however, we did see the first to catch that big break at an opportunity and earn a Rise Main roster contract, my boy, my wolf boy, my favorite buddy, my friend, my pal, my amigo, Tyler Vox, had defeated Calvin Gator to earn that contract. And you looked a little disheveled after the match. Well, it, it's because he placed his hands on me, knocked me out of my shoe. I lost that shoe. I, I found it, but I lost it at the time. And he also knocked me out of my shirt. My pants almost came off. This was a very, very upsetting <laughs> night for me. Uh, we almost took uh, Uprise from PG to PG-13. That that that's that needs to be put out there. I didn't do a thing to him. I heard you giggling and snorting all about it. You thought it was the the happiest day of your life. Seeing it was me. pretty great. Uh, hey, it was pretty great. Look at me. I'm blowing. Me 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 me. That's what you sound like. Huh? Thank you. How about that? Thank you. Uh, Uprises is, is to show the the kids uh, to to teach them something, and you can see the futures future stars of tomorrow. Look, I like Tyler Vox. I like his ability. I like his, his his ring gear. I like his attitude sometimes. And I even like the guy that trained him. And, and if it were anybody else, I'd be saying how great Tyler Vox is. And I'd be speaking his praises because it's certainly deserved. But he stood across the ring from my guy, from Calvin Couture. So this is another insult. Another insult to Calvin Couture. Another insult to Golden Sheik and Golden Sheik International as a whole. And Calvin vowed to make Vox's life a living hell. So yes, Tyler Vox is on the Rise roster. You know who else is on the Rise roster? Calvin Couture. And Calvin Couture is going to make sure that Tyler Vox rules the day he ever... I think it's ruse the day, but continue. Uh, Whatever. Ruse, rules, ruse, ruse. I'm just saying words. He will regret. How about that? Another word. He will regret the time that he chose to defeat Calvin Couture. So... Mark that down, too. Write it down. And you I'm, said you weren't going to bring that up. I, if, if we don't have trust, how are we going to be a good team? I've been nothing but sweet and wonderful and a little bit sexually suggestive to you. That's it. I'm just doing my job. But I will say, Tyler Vox had, has constantly, you know, beaten adversity, you know, with the team of Warhorse, with, uh, alongside his tag team partner, Chase Winters, uh, hashtag Frostbite, another one of my pals. He has shown that he can overcome adversity. And I think if he continues on that path, that he can overcome whatever Calvin throws his way. Well, he better be ready. Uh, That's all I'm saying. He better be ready. Military intelligence better be ready. You better be ready. Marcus Mann better be ready. Uh, Jaw Rule better be ready because I'm working to bring Jaw Rule to rise with the Jaw Rule and BC Steel Fire Festival. There's a lot of things going on. I'm getting a little bit upset. I knew you were going to do this to me. You were going to poke and poke and poke and poke and poke. And I almost just broke my chair, and this is a $1,000 chair, and I can afford it, but this is getting off topic, and you're getting, oh, I need a drink. I'm going to, oh, I'm having a panic panic attack. Please? I need a drink. Oh. I, I, I will say that since you've already plugged your social media, do you want to plug your social media again? And oh. if there's any general oh. message you would like to give, now is your time. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Instagram. <clears throat> Whew. I'm a little verklempt, but okay. I have that effect Instagram. on Instagram. BC. Uh, well, you... Hey there, little mama. Anyway, 
BC underscore steel on the Instagram. Uh, it is at one S F podcast on Twitter. Uh, BC steel for real. That's F O R real is my username on Facebook. Uh, search one step forward podcast. You can find me on there. Uh, there is uh, a MySpace floating around, probably unless I deleted it. I don't remember. Uh, uh, Lola has my phone number. Uh, if she didn't accidentally throw it away this time, and uh, you need to come check out Rise. I, I've been doing this for twenty years, and I don't say that I love Rise because it's a catchy tagline. I don't say that I love Rise because it sounds good to promote the company. I truly love Rise. And the thing that I love most about everything is Robert Parker Williams, Calvin Kotor, Mambo Italiano, and need I leave out, and I apologize for this, the lovely, the beautiful Laura Loveless, who we had our issues, but we are working on that. So, you know, we are working with counseling on our issues there. Golden Sheik International, my favorite part about Rise, and I know it's Lola's too, especially me, even if she won't admit it. So there you go. Well, uh, to... And this roller coaster ride of a podcast, thank you for joining me. Yeah, the pleasure was all yours. I'm sure. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.